welcome to Ghoul Gals. Hi guys. Hi. We're very excited to talk about some stuff today. So this week, um, our homework assignment, kind of, was to find like a TV show episode or something uh, about uh, a spooky ghoul or a scary story or uh, a weird creature. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we would learn about that creature and then talk about the TV show as well. So that... That's what we're going to talk about it was, today. It was fun because it it gave me the excuse to watch a bunch of TV, which I already do on a regular basis. Wonderful. But um, now I was like, oh, well, I'm doing research for my podcast, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when I was doing research, I was watching a lot of episodes of The Twilight Zone, the original. I love the original. Me too. It's I've so never good. actually seen the remake, but I feel like it's also very scary. Um, the last time I watched it was when it was, like, coming out, so I was very young. Um, Did it scar you? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There were a a lot of things. I don't remember most of it. Mm. Probably because I blocked it out. Sure. uh, Because I was a child. Because you're smart. Because I'm smart. (laughs) I don't, I don't need that sort of negativity (laughs) in my life. (laughs) But I'm sure watching it now, it would not be as scary. Probably not. Probably not. It's so eerie, though, like. The Twilight Zone, the original, is not scary necessarily, but it's like very creepy and it makes me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. So. It's kind of like Uncanny Valley where yeah, where you're just upset that some of that stuff could could happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like watching Black Mirror. Yeah. yeah. Which I also love. Yeah. Yes. I love anthology series. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I was watching The Twilight Zone, and I watched this episode called The Masks, um, and it's about this old man who's very rich and very ill and is on his deathbed, and so he, his, his daughter and her family come to say their last goodbyes, but he doesn't trust them, doesn't like them, because they're all, like, very money-hungry, very selfish, very uncaring, and he knows that. Okay. So he lives in New Orleans around Mardi Gras. Um, and this actually happens during Mardi Gras. And so he buys these masks for them to wear and tells them, and like they're hideous. Like they're <laughs> the ugliest masks I've ever seen because they're like caricatures of human faces. It's not even just like weird things. Like it's Ooh. very unsettling. Yikes. I don't like it. Um, so he gets these masks and he says that. The only way that they can inherit his money when he's dead is if they wear the masks until midnight. And they're supposed to represent the antithesis of what they are. So, like, he tells his daughter, like, this mask is fearful and not confident and stuff like that. Because that's who she really is. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So he he tries to get them to wear them because he is like, well, you aren't these people. So you're wearing what you don't look like. And so they make it until midnight. And then he croaks. Mm-hmm. And then um, when they take the masks off, their actual faces look like the masks. <gasps> Shoot. so creepy and horrible. Yuck. But the reason I brought it up is that the, the father is played by Robert Keith who was the husband of uh, Peg and Twistle. No yeah. way! The one who was like, I don't have a son, but he actually did have a son and <laughs> was oh like kind of sh- a shitty person to her. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I want to rewatch that episode. You should. Everyone Shoot. should watch it. It's really scary. I love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was fun. Yeah. That's like full circle. Yeah. Very nice. I liked it. So that was my cool. story. That was my- cool. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to talk about um, an episode of a TV show that's near and dear to my heart <laughs> called Supernatural. Oh. Um, I was super into it for the first few seasons. <laughs> then it gets kind of weird. Yeah. But actually, the episode I want to talk about is the uh, very second episode of the first season Oh. So it's like the second episode oh ever God. done. Yeah. Wow. Which I didn't realize until I was looking it up because I was like, oh, you know what? Something spooky. And then I re- like had to look up which episode it was. Mm-hmm. And it was season one, episode two. That's wild. Yeah. So, so it's a good one. Yeah. 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 And actually, it is about 
a Wendigo. Oh. Which also, I've, I've a little not sure about the pronunciation because <laughs> I've seen it um, about a dozen different ways, uh, including Wendigo, which is oh, I yucky. I don't yeah. like that one. Um, or Wendigo, which is nice, yeah. too. It's not as fun. Uh, not quite as fun. So yeah. I'm just going to say Wendigo. This whole thing because that was what they said in Supernatural, and, and I'm gonna assume that they checked their sources. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, cool. So first, I want to talk about what it is. Okay. Um, what it looks like. Okay. So it is a man beast, which means it is bipedal, uh, and looks kind of manish shape. Like if you just saw its silhouette from far mm-hmm. away, you'd be like. Is that a creepy dude? Uh, You'd be right. (laughs) It's a creepy dude thing. Uh, So they are between 14 and 15 feet tall. Oh, no. So freaking huge. That's too tall. Yeah, like like a tree tall. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really scary. So if you saw, if you did see its silhouette, there's Mm -hmm. no way that you would be like, is that a man? No. Unless it was like miles away from you. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Um, huh. But yeah, so giant, creepy thing. Gross. Uh, it looks super malnourished. Oh. So, uh, like, in some things it said its skin is kind of, like, sallow um, and looks a little bit like mm-hmm. it is, like, decaying. Oh, no. But, <laughs> but it's also, like, really tight to the bones. Oh. So the bones look like they're, like, protruding. Um, so <laughs> in one description that I read... Uh, it said it would be like um, if you were unearthing a dead body no. that was very close to being just a skeleton, oh, but there's still like a little bit of something keeping it all together. Mm. Uh, so like extremely like malnourished and like starving looking. Right. Um, it has glowing red eyes oh. and dog-like long yellowed fangs so like creepy long creepy ugly teeth uh with a long tongue like a super long tongue um and uh it has no lips so like um this is another way where it's kind of like a dead body how like the lips are just like sucked oh nothing there just teeth like when you see your grandparents without their dentures yes (laughs) Jeez. Very similar to that. That's grotesque. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. So this hideous, hideous monster. Mm. Um, and it, guess what? Mm. It eats humans. Oh no, I'm a human. Oh no, you are a human. Oh, no. So am I. Oh. So are all of you listening. Probably. Maybe maybe when a human is listening, there's also a ghost listening at the same time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like, turn to your left on the couch. Yeah. There's a little ghost with Make you. sure the volume's up so the ghost can hear. <laughs> All the way from the other dimension. <laughs> Just assume that there's a ghost listening. Beautiful. Um, so yeah, eats flesh. <laughs> and also, going back to the... <laughs> going back to the height <laughs> thing, also... So some accounts report that uh, the beast's body uh, and its hunger also grows in proportion to the amount of flesh it eats. Wait. So the more human flesh it eats, the taller it gets and the more hungry it becomes. No. Yep. So you eat a little bit of, like, one little bite of human flesh, suddenly hungry for... 12 bites of human flesh. That sucks. Yeah. How do you... Mm-hmm. How, how how does the Wendigo remedy that? Uh, it doesn't. <laughs> By eating more flesh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, there's Gee. also a couple of things. Uh, oh, they also have, like, dagger-like talons. So, like, really long claws. Good God. Um, so they got the teeth. They got the claws. Um, it said that they their senses are more attuned than humans are, so they can hear a beating heart from oh. miles away. Oh, good. So you're not <laughs> safe at all. Nope. Coming for you, for sure. Great. Uh, beautiful. Um, and then in some some accounts, uh, it said it might have some, like, matted hair on its body, gross. which is gross. Uh, sometimes the, they have antlers, oh my God. maybe. 
maybe antlers. Uh, huh. But, I mean, and a lot of stuff. It's mostly just that it's tall, emaciated, and de- decaying flesh, oh. you know. Um, so that's horrifying. Lord. Um, and so how it hunts, it's super stealthy. Uh, and it can stalk its victims for a long, long time. Oh, no. Um, and it has supernatural speed, Ugh. endurance, and then the he- heightened senses oh, that I was telling you about. It's not fair. Uh, <laughs> I know. It has it all, <laughs> right? Um, and once, okay, once the chase begins, oh. get ready, um, they like to play with their victims, oh. which can include they, they can bait the people. Um, they can release shrieks or growls. And sometimes, this is the worst, this is probably the most horrifying thing about monsters sometimes, is that it can mimic human voices. No. So it can, like, call you into the woods, like, oh, help, something's getting me, but it's actually the Wendigo, and so you, like, go to help, and then it eats you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is so rude. I, yeah. But why does it have so many strengths? It's not fair. <laughs> right? Like, we don't have anything. We're not fast. We can't hear. I know. We have to wear shoes. Like, our feet are so weak. We have to wear shoes. <laughs> we like, don't have great teeth. No. Ugh, We're Lord. useless. So, God. get ready to die. Yeah. Um, if I ever hear your voice in the woods, I'm not going to help you. Yeah. But also, I'll call the cops. just in case you're like... Hey, well, it's in the woods, so sure. so I'm fine. Think again. No. Uh, don't be fooled into believing you are safe indoors. Because the Wendigo can unlock doors. What? And come into your home. No, we're in a home right now. Yeah, and then sometimes it will, it will, I mean, every time, it will kill and eat the people inside. And then sometimes it will make that home into a Windigo home. No, yeah. that's so rude. So it Is takes you paying the mortgage too. <laughs> Probably not. The freeloader. Oh my Good gosh. gracious! What a, so he's a squatter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. It's not fair, Windigo. Right. Good. Uh, so God. everything terrible. Um, I hate this guy. <laughs> yeah. What a jerk. <laughs> also, um, just to let you know, there are. No redeeming qualities in any of this. So, um, uh, like how Bigfoot, like, oh, like Bigfoot, like he's scary and spooky, but then he's also nice and Mm -hmm. eats peanut butter sandwiches, you know? (laughs) Like, that's cool. There's none of that in this story. Like, Wendigos are just disgusting and terrible, uh, and we hate them all. No, they're gonna hear this and come after us. (laughs) Gonna get a really angry, like, letter in the mail. Done with probably human blood, oh. I'm assuming. Or a voice recording, like a tape. <laughs> oh, no, but it can mimic human voices. Yeah. So it just sound like a regular human. Hi, Julie. I think that what you said about Windows was really rude, and <laughs> you don't know us. <laughs> It'll be like, Cassandra, why did you send me this recording of yourself? I would never record my voice. <laughs> crazy it was the windigo no no uh yeah so horrible uh so the history is uh so uh most of the history that i found is from the algonquin tribes Mm -hmm. um which were kind of great lakes region um over to yeah i know right where we live because andrew just hung her head when i said (laughs) great lakes because it's literally right where we live. Um, <laughs> like, I knew it already, but I didn't want to hear it. <laughs> Too bad. Are they um, only in Ohio? Put them in Ohio. Or like Wisconsin. That would be fine. I'd be cool with that. Yeah. Um, but, nope, Great Lakes region, uh, over kind of to the East Coast as well. Uh, it's very much only a uh, North American thing. Oh, good. Um, so good. We, we get them all. <laughs> Uh, so the history, um, is that the first Wendigo is said to have been a warrior, um, in, um, one of the tribes, um, and there were a couple of different warring peoples back then, and so this warrior, uh, made a deal with the devil, first mistake, um, to try to help his people win, win this war. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Kind of good intention. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> it was with the devil, so right. he had to know that it would be terrible. Right. Um, so then he gave up his soul and was transformed into a Wendigo. Oh, 
Lord. Uh, and they won. Yay. So that turned out okay. Good. Except that uh. he was turned into a man-eating oh, uh, no. thing, you know? So, like, the devil was like, yeah, I'll make you all powerful, but you have to eat human flesh. <laughs> so that was rude. Um, oh, but tricky guy. Yeah, then after the war was over, mm-hmm. his own people kicked him out Aww. because he was, like, a man-eating monster. Um, and so then he was forced to live in the woods. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, and, like, stock prey and That's stuff. never a good story when your village kicks you out. Like the witch again. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, no, nothing good comes of that. Never. Don't kick people out of your village. Put yeah. them in prison or something. <laughs> yeah. Nice little prison. Yeah. Feed them dead people or something. Yeah. That could work. It worked oh, on iZombie. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. did. It did. I'm, you know, I'm sure that he's not picky about whether it's living flesh or slightly rotten. True. Because he is slightly rotten. He's a little rotten. Yeah. Gross. So, because there was, like, the original Algonquin warrior mm-hmm. that was that, yeah. then I bet you're thinking, like, how are there more of them? Yeah. Uh, well, but there are a bunch of different ways. I mean, you know, with uh, with stories like this mm-hmm. um, that have been passed down by generation to generation, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of hard to tell what's the truth, maybe, right. because you hear, like, a bunch of different versions of it. Right, yeah. Um, so, in some ways, it thinks that people... Uh, can be visited in their dreams by a Wendigo, and then that uh, kind of transforms them into a Wendigo. Oh, Lord. Yeah, uh-huh. So good luck. Um, God. But the biggest or the, like, most used lore, maybe, mm-hmm. is that uh, if you are in the winter, um, trapped somewhere, you don't have any food, uh, someone you are with dies, oh, and you no eat them to save yourself then that will make you become a wendigo no. yeah mm-hmm. so it's kind of like if you start to eat human flesh then you will need more and more you get the hunger, mm-hmm. you get the hunger. Mm-hmm. yeah um and then you are transformed into oh. this creature and then the more you eat the more you become a wendigo oh, I don't, um I don't like yeah that. which is horrifying <laughs> yeah. um so I'm going to kind of like backpedal just a little bit and um, go and talk about the Supernatural episode. Good. Uh, so in this episode, I'm not sure if you all have seen Supernatural, so I'll give a little background. Thankfully, it's only the second episode, so there's not very much to tell. I've seen it, but I don't remember it. So. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. New for everyone. Yeah, new for me. Yeah. Um, so it's about two brothers. Their dad is a demon hunter pretty much um and then they kind of learn that growing up because they're like driving around with him everywhere so they also kind of become demon hunters uh but then their dad disappears and all they can find is his notebook full of um demon and creature things uh and so they're they're kind of on a quest to find their dad and through it they go through like the last thing that was written in this book and it was about uh, dis- disappearances, kind of, um, in Minnesota. I believe it was in Minnesota. Huh. Um, and then they get there, and when they're about to like go out into the woods to find their dad, uh, they hear that this group of campers has disappeared. Oh, and no. so the sister of one of the campers is there, and she's like trying to find her brother. Mm-hmm. So they, the two, two main brothers, Sam and Dean, they go with her into the woods, to find her brother. And while they're out there, they find out that the thing that took these campers is a Wendigo. No. <laughs> yes. No. Um, and so it's kind of them fighting it. Um, and also, they, halfway through the episode, they kind of tell her that, like, oh, it's a Wendigo. Mm. Um, and she's like, what? Oh, this is real? You know, like that moment of, like, clarity. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then... They're like, yeah, and she says, well, then why do you think that he's still alive if it's this, like, evil creature? Okay. Which brings us to another thing, is oh. that they uh, can hibernate oh. for months or years, uh, who knows how long or whatever. Oh, Lord. But the thing in the TV show is that they probably took her brother to keep alive for a while 
to uh, to have throughout his to snack hibernation. On. Yeah, to snack on. So he sleeps a while. He wakes up. Mm, I could go for some human flesh. <laughs> And then eats her brother. Oh, good. Um, long story short, they find the Wendigo. They find her brother. He's still somehow alive. And they kill the Wendigo. Oh. Done. How? Nice little wrapped up yeah, package. That's good. How? Yeah. You might ask. I did ask. How <laughs> can you kill a Wendigo? Yeah. Well, um, so some people believe that, like the like the warrior, maybe, there's still some humanity left inside the Wendigo. Oh. Specifically that the human person continues to live inside of the body of the Wendigo. Oh, no. Uh, yes, and very specifically in the chest cavity where the heart would be. Oh. Um, if it had a heart, I don't know if it has a heart. Maybe it has a heart. I can't imagine it. Does. doesn't seem like it because it's so mean. <laughs> don't you it's have a Grinch. heart? <laughs> it's the Grinch. <laughs> yes. So... Some people think that uh, some of the like the shamans um, or healers of the Algonquin tribe can try to like get the human out mm-hmm. um, through different rituals, uh, which sometimes work or sometimes they don't. It feels like most of the time they don't. Yeah. Um, and so they the only way to like free them is to just kill them. Is oh. just to like go right through the heart and like kill kill it. Aww. Um, but so trying to kill a Wendigo, they can regenerate their Aww. bodies. <laughs> so like if you were to just shoot them or right. hit cut them with a hammer, off. cut their arm off, yeah. it would just regenerate. Ugh, uh, so that that's a bummer. That makes it much harder to kill. Yeah. And it makes them angry also, sure. according to the well, Supernatural episode, because this one guy <laughs> tries to shoot at the at the Wendigo, mm-hmm. and he hits him, but he just makes him angry. Oh. So you don't want to do that. Okay. But if you have silver bullets, or a silver blade, or a stake, mm. and strike it directly through the Wendigo's ice-cold heart... <laughs> Uh, then that will work. Oh. Uh, but upon wounding the heart, oh. you must sh- make sure you shatter it into a million pieces. You, so you shatter the frozen, dead, cold heart oh my gosh. into a bunch of pieces. And then you lock the shattered heart in a silver box okay. and bury it in a church cemetery. It's very descriptive. Lots of Jeez. things. But oh. that is not all. <laughs> Then you must dismember the body with a silver-plated axe so you can salt and burn the body and then scatter its ashes to the wind. Or, if you don't want to burn them, (laughs) you can bury the pieces in a remote location. Yeah. That's so much to do. Mm -hmm. Who has that amount of silver? I don't Someone who doesn't want to die by Wendigo (laughs) attack. We're going to have to go to a pawn shop or something (laughs) and buy Give me all the silver stuff that you have. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. And melt it down into bullets. Yeah, and then like plate an axe with it and mm. the other, make a box. Um, so there's one other bit about the Wendigo, which I think is really kind of cool and weird because mm. it's from kind of the psychology side of things. Oh. Yeah, so there is this thing that people specifically in our region <laughs> of the like Great Lakes, uh-huh. um, Northern kind of uh, Canada, like Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a psychosis, and it's called Wendigo psychosis. Oh, and uh, it's kind of a disputed modern medical term because, mm-hmm. like, it could be real, could be just weird. Sure. But it's a syndrome that creates an intense craving for human flesh, oh. and also the fear of becoming a cannibal. So you are hungry for human flesh, but you're like screwed up about it you're like whoa that's not okay right but it sounds so good (laughs) like someone who's like on like a really intense diet and they're Uh, like "Mm, french fries oh uh, my god but then they're like but no (laughs) french fries are my downfall (laughs) except with human flesh um human flesh is my downfall (laughs) exactly good so the psychosis usually develops in the winter in individuals who are isolated by by heavy snow most of the time. Oh. Um, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. you're all by yourself somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very cold and yeah. you can't get away. Um, the initial symptoms are poor appetite, nausea, and vomiting. 
And then the person develops the delusion of being transformed into a Wendigo. So they're they're afraid that they'll become one. Oh my god. Um, yeah. And then at the same time they have this exaggerated fear of becoming a cannibal. Um, which makes sense because if you think you're turning into a monster, yeah, you don't want that. So uh, this psychosis um, really had a big downturn in the 20th century when the kind of Indian lore was kind of um, being put to the side for more like European Mm. things. Mm -hmm. So they're thinking that like if you didn't know that a Wendigo was a thing, if you weren't thinking about how people can become one by eating human flesh, right. then you're, like, not even thinking about eating someone. And so <laughs> so when you're by yourself or, like, with your loved one uh-huh. uh, and you're trapped somewhere, you're not even thinking about having to eat them right. to survive. And so that psychosis, right. like, there's a lot less of it now. Um, Good. Because no one's thinking about it. Good. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah. This is kind of horrifying. Oh, God. So I have a little, little story about the psychosis specifically. Oh, no. So in 1878, when a Plains Cree trapper from Alberta named Swift Runner suffered this, like, really terrible case of of psychosis. Um, So he was a trader with the Hudson's Bay Company, Mm -hmm. and he was married, and he was the father of six. That's nice. It's a good story. Sounds fun. But during the winter of 1878 to 1879, Mm. Swift Runner and his family were starving, um, along with numerous other Cree families. Mm. His oldest son was the first to die of starvation. (gasps) And at some point, Swift Runner succumbed to Wendigo psychosis. Oh, no. Um, Even though, like, 25 miles away from where he was, there was... Um, like a station that was giving out food, but like 25 miles in that's 1878, that's right. still really far. Yeah. So they were at home and like he saw his son die, and then the Wendigo started to pop up. So he didn't attempt to travel to the place, rather, he killed the remaining members of his family <gasps> and consumed them. No. And he was eventually, he eventually confessed and was uh, executed. <gasps> Um, at Fort Saskatchewan. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's, like, this horrifying psychosis. And, like, um, I guess in a lot of tribes, uh, if someone would start to show the signs of getting this, like, Wendigo psychosis, where they really thought they they were going to eat someone and turn into this, like, creature, they would just kill the person. (gasps) Um, oh they would, like, try to heal them through different rituals, but then if that didn't seem like it was working, then they would just be like, all right, sorry, Ooh, gotta die. Time to go. Yeah. <laughs> so that it was, like, saving other people. Oh, my God. Um, and there was this guy uh, in 1907, a little bit after that, mm-hmm. um, an 87-year-old Cree man by the name of Jack Fiddler. <laughs> uh, he was tried. Oh. For murdering a Cree woman. Oh, no. And he said that it was because she was turning into a Wendigo. Oh. Yeah. So, I don't I don't know. Who knows? That's... But he also said that over the course of his life, he had killed at least 13 other people <gasps> that were showing the symptoms of becoming a Wendigo. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so he uh... killed them to save other people. Supposedly. which. Yeah, which is kind of weird. That but sounds he, like a serial killer. <laughs> right? He did, though, plead guilty of oh. his crime, um, but said that he did it to save other people. Right. Um, he was, like, what, 87 years old? So he's he, at the end of his life anyway. Right? Yeah, he got nothing to lose, maybe. Right. Um, and he was executed. Oh. So that's rough. Yeah. Rough. So it's this weird kind of history, and you kind of wonder, like, was the psychosis first... Or was the, like, Wendigo first, you know? Um, Like, were people making up this creature just to stop people from cannibalizing their, like, family after their family had died because they had nothing to eat? Right. Um, Or was it something else? Was it, like, a real Wendigo? Oh, my God. And they didn't want to become them? Oh, my God. Yeah. It's interesting, like, learning about all these stories from from so long ago. Well, mm-hmm. not even that long ago, like 200 years ago. Right. Um, when people's belief systems were totally different from what they are yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and you wonder if, like, people now are going through the same things and are seeing the same things, 
but since it's a different mindset, since people aren't as open to this kind of thing, right. if they're just like, well, no, there has to be another explanation. Right. You know? Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's depressing yeah. and also horrifying. Yeah. Uh, so if you live anywhere in the Great Lakes region. Which we do. <laughs> yep. Then uh, be wary Shoot. of Wendigo. And also be wary of yourself and your family members if you're trapped alone in the house yeah. for a long time. Shoot. Oh my God. Yeah. Would you eat me if we were trapped somewhere? <laughs> I, did you? Sorry. I need a stipulation. Are you already <laughs> dead? Yes. You're already dead. I'm starving. Yeah. I don't know. I might take a nibble. That's that's fair. I that's mean, fair. I, yeah. Yeah, you can eat me too. That's cool. I feel like I would rather die than eat you, but Oh, okay. <laughs> but Wow, like, well I now mean... I feel bad <laughs> for saying that I would definitely eat you. <laughs> no, I feel like it it's I mean, I don't know what it feels like to be starving to death and True. completely hopeless. So mm-hmm. if I were in that situation, then it might be a different case. <laughs> Unlike me, who's completely <laughs> sure. As soon as I die, you're like, all right, time to dig in. <laughs> sorry, girl. <laughs> not, not that sorry. <laughs> not that sorry. <clears throat> Yikes. Mm. God. Yuck. That's horrifying. I don't like that one. Yeah, it's so scary because it's so close to home. Yeah, and then even even if like Wendigos aren't true, mm-hmm. uh, they're not actually out there. There's the psychosis that's definitely real, right? And people do eat other people. Yeah, like, that's oh my god. Yeah, that's a weird human thing. Mm. Yeah, I like it. All right, so it's Cassandra's turn. Yeah. Okay, so like I said earlier, I was watching The Twilight Zone and I decided to do Haunted Dolls. (sighs) I need to take a breath. (laughs) Haunted Dolls are one of my least favorite things. So Cassandra knows this, um, but I I have two American Girl dolls and then a bootleg American Girl doll. (laughs) I didn't know it was a bootleg of Yeah, yeah there's only two real ones and one <laughs> that feels inferior and will probably <laughs> act out accordingly. Oh, no. Yeah, um, but I... <laughs> so I had them growing up. Um, my family has a cottage up north, and so as soon as we were, like, decorating, like, putting stuff up there, I threw those dolls up north in my closet <laughs> because I'm so afraid of them. Yeah. And every time I go up north, I have to open my closet and like say hello to them and say that I'm sorry for leaving them there. And like sometimes I change their clothes because I feel bad for them. So I'm already at like 10 on the like fear meter Yeah. Um, for dolls. Yeah, me too. I mean, we all have to say hello to them. Yeah. When we go up there. Yeah, I yeah. make I make them all. Yeah. I make everyone say hello to the dolls. So they don't and feel. And we always have up. to like we can't say anything bad about them in the house. We can't. We have to be like, oh, you look so pretty. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Which is fair. I get it. Like I don't feel weird doing this. Seems, <laughs> seems so irrational to say it out loud, but like those dolls. And like anytime we're talking bad about them, even if we're like mm-hmm. an entire floor away, if we're downstairs, mm-hmm. like we have to whisper about it. Yeah. Because they definitely have super hearing. Because they definitely get out of the closet when you're not in the room. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. And they're, like, at the stairs, like, listening with, like, little creepy hands Ew. to their ears. To their little creepy ears. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, are you talking about me? My ears are burning. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Cool, okay. Yeah. So, um, I chose this one because... There's the uh, Living Doll episode of The Twilight Zone, which Mm. is in season five. Mm. And I first watched it with my dad because it's the only episode that he vividly remembers of The Twilight Zone because it, like, scarred him as a child. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's fair. So cool. Yeah, (laughs) and my dad's, like, a tough guy. Like, he's he's not, like, superstitious at all. He has a million action figures, so, like, he's used to... To doll type things looking at him and stuff. So it's not a big deal to him, but to hear that he remembers that episode so well and was scared by it. I'm just... Uh, mm. 
So, um, the episode is about a doll named Taki Tina. <laughs> Taki Tina? Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound menacing at all. It doesn't. It was, um, a play on a real doll called Chatty Cathy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've heard of her. And actually, the, um, June Foray voiced the episode of Taki Tina and was the original voice for Chatty Cathy also, which is frightening. Oh, yikes. Yeah branding <laughs> what does your voice sound like a creepy doll nice <laughs> <laughs> you're hired so the story is that this um mom buys the doll for her daughter and her husband her new husband the girl's stepdad hates this doll immediately and he's such like such a dick like he's the <laughs> grumpiest guy ever and, um, like, there were some moments when he would be really nice to Christy, who was the little girl. Mm-hmm. But then other times when he would get frustrated and be like, I'm not your real dad. Don't call me daddy. And I was Whoa. like, oh, man, that's so mean. That's messed up. Yeah, and apparently the reason by- behind his grumpiness is that he cannot have children of his own. Oh. So there are times in the episode when he lashes out at the mom and is like, is this why you bought Tina so she can have like a companion? Because I can't provide one for her. And I was like, Jesus Christ. He's dude. messed up. Is he the monster in this story? Because that's I mean, what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Tina is a talking doll. And she says stuff like, My name is Talky Tina and I love you. And stuff like, you know, regular doll stuff like that. <laughs> you know, doll stuff. <laughs> She doesn't have, like, a huge range of of phrases, Mm -hmm. but the stepdad hears different phrases from her that no one else hears. No. So she says things like, my name is Taki Tina, and you'd better be nice to me. And then, like, my name is Taki Tina, and I think I hate you. (laughs) And my favorite is, my name is Taki Tina, and I'm going to kill you. Yeah, so the dad keeps trying to get rid of, or the stepdad mm-hmm. keeps trying to get rid of Taki Tina, and she keeps coming back. Oh my gosh. Um, like getting rid of her, like. Like throwing her in the trash and doing, you know, stuff like that. Ugh. Yeah. And then she keeps coming and then back. she keeps coming back. Mm. Eventually, the mom tries to leave him because he's become so, like, completely insane with this doll, and he's so mean, too. Mm-hmm. Fair um, enough. He yeah. sounds like a jerk. Yeah. So after he has taken the doll out of the trash and given it back to Christy, hoping that his wife won't leave him, mm-hmm. he is awakened by muffled noises. <gasps> and so he tells his wife to stay in the room and he leaves to investigate. And then um, he sees that Christy is in bed, but Tina is gone. Ugh. And so he leaves to go down the stairs, and he trips over Tina, who mm. is lying on one of the treads, and he falls, sustaining fatal injuries. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's smart, though. If I were a doll trying to kill someone, yeah. I'd make him fall down the stairs, oh, yeah. probably. Yeah, I wouldn't, like, brandish a knife or yeah, something. Yeah, because that would be too obvious. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Annabelle hears him fall down the stairs. He, she finds his body, and beside him is Tina. Mm. who opens her eyes and says, My name is Talky Tina, and you better be nice to me. <gasps> and then that's the no. end. <laughs> so she says it to the mom, and then that's, oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Mm-hmm. Yuck. It's so scary. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. It's not even, it's like a normal looking doll too, which I think bothers me the most. Because it's not like, an Annabelle, you know, like she is frightening from the get go. Yeah, you She's know something's so scary. Up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but nope, this is just a normal doll that you would get at like Meyer oh. oh or something. Gosh. Yeah, costs like ten dollars probably. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, I'm already skeeved out. Yeah. Uh. Um. So, I also wanted to do this uh, subject because when I went to fifth grade camp, one of our not I, they weren't a counselor, but we had chaperones from our high school, our local high school, and um, I really looked up to her because I was like ten or however old you are in fifth grade, mm-hmm. and she was in high school, so I was like, oh, she's so cool. And like the first night that we were there, she told us the story about a doll who caused mischief. Like I don't remember a lot of it, but she said it was 
one of her friends that she grew up with. This happened to one of her friends. No. Um, and the doll would, like, cause mischief to the point where the parents wanted to get rid of it. So they did the same thing. Like, they threw it in the trash, and then it would suddenly be back. <gasps> and then they, like, gave it away to a thrift store, and then it would suddenly be back. And so and it terrified me. So this is, like, a oh. week-long trip. <laughs> In the winter, by the woods, mm. and I'm like so 10 years not, old. not only worried about Wendigos, right. but now you gotta worry about dolls. Exactly. Ooh. So I'm like, cool. So <laughs> scarred me for life. So that's why I wanted to do this particular subject because it's there's a lot of history about them, and I also have some personal history attached Ooh. to it. Uh-huh. So, um, the earliest report of a haunted doll goes all the way back to ancient Egypt, which shocked me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, apparently Ramses III's enemies were said to have used wax images of his likeness to bring about his death. No way. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the dolls in this curse were said to be living and would curse anyone who bore their likeness. So, it's rude because if someone just happens to look like the guy that you're trying to curse... <laughs> then that person's cursed, yeah, too. Yeah, it's not oh, fair. No. no. Like, everyone has a doppelganger. Yeah. So, so like, if, if V from V from Vendetta <laughs> were the doll, then... I would also yeah. be killed. Or Lord Farquaad. Or Lord Farquaad. Yeah. Also my doppelganger. Yeah, so yeah, you've got a bunch of people who I know. like you. Luckily they're all, well, V wasn't animated, but most of them are animated. It's true. Yeah. Mm, bummer. So good. Yeah. So haunted dolls can be anything from a handmade or manufactured doll or stuffed animal. <gasps> no, even stuffed worst. animals. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I couldn't find any stories about stuffed animals. Okay. So like your beanie baby is out to get you. Mm-hmm. The only stuff Oh no, I own like three stuffed animals. Oh no. <laughs> no. So there are poppets, effigies and voodoos. Those are different types of haunted dolls. Okay. Specifically not stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. So they would have been created by um early peoples for like religious or ceremonial purposes, not necessarily evil or anything. It just kind of came secondhand. It, it, yeah, it just kind of happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. Like you make a doll, you put your heart and soul into a doll, and then it takes your heart and and your your soul. soul. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so like these kind of more traditional things were kind of bastardized by later civilizations and used for more like mystical purposes. So like in in Rome, for instance... um, they use dolls for rituals that would represent a connection with a certain god or goddess. Okay. Uh, which I love. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, Egyptian priests and magicians used puppets for ceremony- ceremonial purposes. <laughs> I already don't like the word puppets. Well, you're going to hear about it. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just sitting over here with like a stink face, just like upset. Yeah, like the deepest frown that you can imagine. <laughs> and they, so they were used to rid the body of evil or place curses on those who went against the will of the gods. Yikes. Yeah. So like one or the other, good yeah. or like death. Or yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So I had never heard the word poppet outside of like British or Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Hello, poppet. <laughs> That's right. Yep. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, well, what, what in the world does this actually mean? And it's a doll that's made to represent a person. Um, and it's used to cast spells or aid that person through magic. So oh. it could be good. Okay. Or it could be bad. Yeah. Did they do that in uh, Penny Dreadful? Yeah. Was that a poppet? Yeah. Okay. A puppet and a poppet. <laughs> I love, mm, I love me some puppets, mm-hmm. but I, uh, I don't like, puppets. yeah, only Muppet puppets, yeah. like fuzzy, fun puppets. Mm-hmm. That don't not, look like people. Really. No, and not yeah. like ventriloquist dummies oh, or anything. Swedish, Swedish chef. Oh, well, yeah. Because human hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
He's my favorite. <laughs> He's really um, so these are often made of like roots or grains or corn husks or fruit or a potato. <laughs> <laughs> that is so rude. I made this doll to look just like you. It's made of a potato. Like, what are you saying about that person? Or like you use like a banana or something <laughs> like it's going to get rotten so fast. <laughs> <laughs> the more rotted it gets, the more it looks like you. Oh, rude. That is so rude. It is rude. I would just eat it. <laughs> or if I was making one, I would eat it while I was making it. Like, mmm, this, this smells good. Mmm. Cassandra, you looks taste real- delicious. As I'm making <laughs> your potato puppet. Uh, Pop it. Pop it. <laughs> Pop it. It can also be... It's can, so it can be made from pretty much anything. Um, cool. Clay, branches... A cloth stuffed with herbs. Um, so this is this. These puppets mm-hmm. are where the myth of voodoo dolls actually come from. So the term voodoo doll implies that it has something to do with Haitian or Louisiana voodoo, but in reality, it does not have a prominence in either religion. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So people just like attached voodoo to these. Puppets. Interesting. Yeah, I had no idea. Because you always think of voodoo dolls as being, you know, part of voodoo. Yeah. Sure. Huh. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. Now so. I'm less afraid of voodoo somehow. Because <laughs> I feel like most of my fear was with the dolls. Yeah. And if that's not really a thing. Hmm. All right. Um. So that was just a little side note about puppets because I had never actually heard of them and wanted to know more. And so back to the haunted dolls. Did you okay. know? Okay, cool. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> um, did you know that people spend thousands of dollars a year to buy supposedly haunted dolls from eBay? What the because hell they do is wrong with people? They're, apparently, people will post all these haunted listings, and they're huge money makers. So, like. There was one that was listed for over $1,000. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Why would you invite that into your life? Like, I'm sure that at least half, if not more, are just people who Mm -hmm. want to make money. Yeah. You know? And they're like, "Mm, I got this doll, looks a little spooky. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But what if it's not? Do you really want a haunted doll living in your home? No. No. The answer is no. Hell no. My dolls are definitely probably not haunted, <laughs> and I still don't want them in my life, but I'm too afraid to get rid of them right. because maybe they are haunted. Yeah. yeah, and that could go really bad. Yeah, I don't want to anger them. But there was this story I read. I didn't, I didn't make any like notes about it, but there was this woman in Texas who purchased a haunted doll from eBay, and this was in like 2007, very recently. Recently enough that I was alive and, like, a, a grown person. Okay. So, um, she purchased this doll and it came with instructions. And, like, it had this box that it was supposed to go in. And mm. the first rule of this doll is that you do not take it out of the box. Done. Guess what this person did? No. She took it out of oh, the box. Oh, she took it out of the box. And then she got, like, attacked and stuff. Like, she, like, it was a huge story. Yeah, like, bad stuff started happening to her. And so I'm just. That is so dumb. You're That's... so ignorant. Ugh. Like, why, if you're going to buy a haunted doll, like, and, it, and if you believe that it's haunted, you need to listen to the rules. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to be aware enough of the doll's presence and take care of it. Shoot, yeah, it's like gremlins. Exactly. Where you're like, oh, there's these rules, so I should follow them. They're the easiest rules to follow. Yeah, so I don't create the apocalypse, you right. know? Exactly. Gremlin apocalypse. Right. Ugh. Haunted doll apocalypse. Haunt, ugh. Haunted doll apocalypse. I believe it. Uh-huh. Of all the ways for this world to end, <laughs> haunted dolls <laughs> would be the worst, and it's also probably the most likely. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, because there are so many dolls. Oh my gosh. All of them are haunted. Every single one. Every single one. Whether Even you if buy it's... it at Walgreens or you buy it at, like, American Girl, all of them. 
All of them. You spend $5 on it, you spend $200 on it. <laughs> you spend over $1,000. Like a fool. Like a fool. Who has that much money? Yeah. I'm so angry that people spend money on haunted dolls like that mm-hmm. when I can't pay back my student loans. <laughs> right? <laughs> Did she save for years to I, get well, a haunted I know, doll? I don't know how much this person paid for it. Okay. The, oh, the, the $1,000 one was a separate thing. Oh, okay. But I'm sure it was... At least a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh, what a waste of money. If a doll comes with rules, it's going to be <laughs> a few hundred dollars. Not just instructions, like right. those are fine, but like rules. Oh my god. And there are some cases where people post these things on eBay because they're desperate to get rid of them. But like, can't get rid of them by just throwing them away. Ugh. They want to be sure that it's gone. Yeah, and that it has someone else to haunt. Right. So that it'll hopefully forget it'll about that. It'll attach itself to someone else. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yikes. So these people are just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are a ton of stories about haunted dolls. Like, you know, Annabelle was a real doll. Mm-hmm. It's actually a Raggedy Ann, which I find hilarious. Yeah. I, I love that yeah. about it. Because it's like the least scary looking doll. Yeah. So I if it's... One. Right? If it's, if it were fake, you know, if um, the Warrens were just kind of making it up for mm-hmm. Spook Factor, like, they would not choose a Raggedy Ann doll. Right. It would look like the one in the movies, which is yeah. the scariest thing I've ever seen. Yes. Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. So um, my friend Jordan actually gave me a list of stuff that she thought I could talk about. She lives in Florida. Oh, nice. Uh, she's a practicing witch. <gasps> Love her. <laughs> Love um, it. She did my tarot once, and it was amazing. So if anyone wants to do wants her to do your tarot, uh, her Instagram handle is Mystic Sister, um, and I'll put a link in the description of the episode. Uh, blah blah blah. So she sent me this long list of weird things that go on in Florida, which <laughs> I'm sure there's a ton. There's a lot because Florida is America's armpit. <laughs> No, I mean, <laughs> no offense to people who live there. I'm sure it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no offense to armpits, but... But you stink. <laughs> but you stink. <laughs> but so one of the things that she talked about was Robert the doll. And I think I'd heard this story before, but not like super in detail at all. So Robert was given to a child named Jean Otto. And that sounds like a fake name, <laughs> but let's continue. It does. <laughs> it does. His, actu- his name was actually Robert Eugene Otto, but he went by Gene. Plus, I mean, like, did he name the doll Robert after himself? or <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So he was given this straw-filled, life-sized <gasps> doll. So Like, like, like child-sized? Child-sized. So it's like mm. three feet tall. No. Yeah. That's so big. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not the size of an adult, which is good. That would almost be better. Because then it's like too big. I don't know, because that's going into like um like scarecrow territory, yeah. which oh. is also oh, terrifying. Shoot. Never mind. Yeah. So this is like a mini <laughs> mini scarecrow that you carry around with you. Mm. Picture that. A it's continue. not comfy either. Like straw is so uncomfortable. Yeah, and it makes you sneeze and stuff. Yeah. What if he gets hay fever? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> anyway. Um, no reports of him getting hay fever from this doll. Okay. Uh, he was, so he was given the doll by his family's maid in the 1800s. So this is kind of an old story. Robert ate at the table and slept in Jean's bed. Because it can eat and sleep because it's a demon. Exactly. Yeah. When that's they what had I'm spaghetti hearing. night, he was there <laughs> slurping down. <laughs> Gross. Uh, um, so... Eventually, Jean's parents and their servants would hear Jean having conversations with himself, but it was at in two completely different voices. What? So this is like a three-year-old kid who doesn't know how to do voices, doesn't probably doesn't realize he has a voice. Like, it's not... Yeah. Yeah. No. So, Shoot, as soon as your kid starts talking to something that's not real, mm-hmm. just burn the house down and leave. <laughs> that's the only safe thing to do. Never give your kid toys again. No. Except for like... You get one truck. A bar of soap or something. And a bar of soap. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah. Um, 
so they would wake up in the the parents would sometimes wake up in the middle of the night um, and hear Gene screaming and they would run into his room and then he would be in his bed but all of the furniture in his room was like overturned mm. so it's no good it's oh my gosh. bad stuff so either you got like a super haunted doll mm-hmm. or you have like a jerk of a kid either way you got to fix either it either way yeah 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 so Gene would blame Robert for all of these like mysterious occurrences in the house and you know that's either like you said it's him being a jerk kid Mm -hmm. who figures out how to lie really early in life Mm -hmm. or it's a haunted doll (laughs) which sounds more likely (laughs) yes (laughs) um apparently passers-by claim to see a small doll moving from window to window what yeah (gasps) no so it's not just a little boy it's like Live people. It's outside people. No. Yeah. Pe- not people who live in the house. Not people who know he has a doll. Not people who are trying to be like, well, he's a good kid. It's just his doll. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, that's really cool. Mm. Um, and then so the the parents eventually moved the doll to the attic. And that is where he remained until Gene's parents died. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, Gene inherited his family's house and moved Robert back to his old bedroom. No. And then again, this is a separate thing. So, like, kids who were walking past the house claimed that they saw Robert scowling at them and then would appear in different windows. (sighs) So, like, this is much later, many years after the original claims. No way. Of of people just walking by, yeah. Okay. Two different stories. (laughs) (laughs) Yuck. So Jean married. Okay. Uh, and his uh, his wife's disdain for Robert became apparent real quick. So there are some reports that indicate that Jean's wife died from insanity after she locked Robert in the attic. No way. <gasps> and then other reports indicate that Jean died with Robert by his side. Oh no! <laughs> Which is so frightening. Oh, it's just a kid and his doll. No, it's like a 70-year-old man. Oh, Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, and so, like, I mean, it's a doll made of straw, so it's not, like, constructed well. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know it's got to be, like, dirty and gross. Yeah, but it's, like, it's a survivor. Yeah, because it's... So haunted. Yeah, so... Their house is now a bed and breakfast. <gasps> so you can stay there? Yep. Do they still have Robert? Uh, I don't know. No, Robert's in a museum now. Okay. Um, but the house is now a bed and breakfast, and you can stay in the room that Robert was in. Oh my in. gosh, we got to yeah, go. Yeah, it's in Key West, Florida. Oh, so, yeah. okay. That sounds fun anyway. Yeah. So Robert now resides in Fort East Martello Museum in Key West. Uh, currently, his favorite trick... <gasps> He's still up to his old tricks? He is. Ooh. This over 100-year-old doll is still causing mayhem, and I hate him. Um, <laughs> his favorite trick is to curse anyone who takes his picture without asking. What? Mm-hmm. So you and have to ask him? You have That's to ask me. him permission. That's, so good. So I'm doing the right thing by saying hello to my dolls and stuff, oh, because yeah. like then they're oh, not yeah. going to curse me. But if I ignore them... That's or right. if I do stuff with them without asking. Right. You just Ooh. need to be polite okay. and respectful. I can do that. Yeah. You are. You have been doing that. I have that. been doing that. Yeah. Just oh. instinctively. That's, yeah. <laughs> I'm good at this. Yeah. I'm good at not dying right. from supernatural causes. From from dolls, anyway. From dolls, <laughs> at least. So I don't know, like, what happens when people ask him for permission. Like, if they get a feeling that he says yes or something. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just the fact that you thought to ask was enough. Okay. So he doesn't, like, blink at you twice. Or, no. like, wink. Like, <laughs> can I take your picture, Robert? Wink. Wink. Ew. Wink. Ew. Ugh. God. I hope not, but I don't know. You know, we'll have to figure it <laughs> Gotta out Gotta go. go visit. Yeah. Um, so he's in this, like, glass encasement, and the walls behind him are covered in letters from visitors who are apologizing to him. For taking his picture without asking permission no first. No way. What? Because they were cursed. Yeah. The letters beg him for forgiveness and ask him to remove any hex that he placed on them. What? Mm-hmm. What? 
what fresh hell is this <laughs> that this is a real thing? Yep. That like adult people. Yep. Oh my gosh. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Be respectful. Yeah. Of anything that might curse you. <laughs> Done. So just yeah. Just. I feel like that nice shouldn't person. even need to be said. Let's it be real. It shouldn't. Yeah. Not to the people listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. So that's um, a scary story. Thank you so much, Jordan, for telling me about that. Yeah, that was great and horrible. Um, Okay, so I have another story, just one more small one. Beautiful. Um, it's called The Crone of the Catskills, which I I'm love. in. Yeah. The crone? Mm-hmm. Crone is a great word. It is. Okay, so while trekking off the beaten path in New York's Catskill Mountains, two hikers made a startling discovery. Mm. Tucked away inside a, a cave, which, first of all, do not go in a cave. No, you do not. Unless you need shelter. Yeah. If it's like If there's like a monsoon outside mm-hmm. or something... That's fine. Yeah, you can go inside a cave if and only if you can see all of the edges of the cave. Exactly. Because you don't know what's in there. Yeah. So, like, yeah, if it's too deep, no, no, no. Don't go exploring in there. There's nothing in there for you to find. Mm -mm. Only death. Yeah. Uh, Moral of the story, if you're hiking, don't go in a cave. Just continue on your hike. So, in this cave, they found a strange hand-carved statue with unsettling features. Uh... Six rusty nails had been driven into its eyes. What? Yeah. Oh, Isn't no. That horrifying already? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and a dirty length of a dirty length of cord was wrapped tightly around its neck. Like a dirty bit? A dirty bit. A dirty it's bit. It's a dirty length of something. <laughs> <laughs> a dirty length of cord around its neck? Around its neck, like a noose. Oh, yeah. no. Um, whoever had placed it there was long gone, but one thing was for certain. It was a nasty bit of black magic. I'm reading this directly from a site. So <laughs> it's beautiful. It's a nasty bit. <laughs> dirty length and a nasty bit. <laughs> Um, despite their better judgment, the hikers took the figure home with them. No! Like idiots. Oh my gosh, you don't even touch that thing. Oh no. If I saw that, I would run screaming Mm -hmm. out the cave, and I'd be like, alright, this hike is done. Yeah. I'm going home. Mm -hmm. I want to see my cat. I want to go to bed. Mm -hmm. I want to talk to my mom. Like, get (laughs) me out of here. Yeah. Can't wait to see what happens next. I can't believe they took it home. (laughs) Uh, so for the next week, the men who discovered the figure were plagued by frightening encounters with the unknown. Mm-hmm. The activity began innocently enough with strange knocks in the night and the occasional... This is not innocent. Like, this is so scary. <laughs> <laughs> and the occasional shadow darting through the hall. <gasps> what? That's not innocent. That is frightening. Yeah, that's scary immediately. That's poop your pants scary. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, like, <laughs> one or the other happening, maybe not immediately poopy pants, but both of them happening mm-hmm. is so scary. Like, and you gotta know, like, they have to know what, why this is happening. Yeah, like, oh, it just happened to happen as soon as I brought this creepy doll into my home? Right. Mm-mm. But within days, it took a terrifying turn. A more terrifying turn. <laughs> Um, the statue appeared to move around the home, seemingly of its own accord. Muddy footprints began to manifest on the floor, and the pungent scent of stagnant pond filled the house. Oh my, that is awful. That is so bad. Um, on the seventh day, they saw her crouched in the shadows of the living room. (gasps) The crone. A horrifying apparition with an emaciated body and eyes that shined in the darkness. Oh my gosh, I'm about to cry. <laughs> you really are. I am so tears. I'm about to cry. That's so scary. We're in my living room right now, and I'm just picturing a crone in the corner, and I'm got- I'm crying. I'm crying. Okay. If it makes you feel any better, I can see the corner behind you that you cannot see. Oh, thank you. And there's nothing there. And there's no crown. There's okay. no crown. Oh, gosh. You didn't bring this horrifying statue into your house either, so yeah, you were safe. Probably okay. Um, mm. So after that happened, the activity was too much to bear, and the hikers sought help with their su- supernatural situation and were fortunately referred to Greg Newkirk and Dana Matthews, okay. who were happy to take the cursed object off their hands. The crone of the Catskills now has a place among the items in Planet Weird's 
traveling museum of the paranormal and occult. Oh my gosh. Where the figure can be safely, safely, where the figure can be safely cared for, its strange activities studied, and the frightening truth behind its creations shared with guests. Oh my gosh. That is so terrifying. That's the end of the story, but there is a little footnote at the bottom. Okay. And it says, for the safety of attendees, the crone is the only item in the museum with a strict no-touching policy. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, though. Isn't that horrifying? That is so scary. That is a scary story that I've heard in such a long time. I'm going to show you a picture of it real quick. Um, it's frightening. The doll. Mm. So the doll itself is super creepy, but then imagine seeing a fucking crone. Oh my gosh, no. It's I want to know so more scary. about it. You want to touch it? No. <laughs> That's you the right insane? answer. Oh my god. Oh man. Um, um, so yeah. Yuck. Okay. Well, thank you for that story. You're That's going to haunt my dreams you, for sure. Cool. It. Yeah. If you search Ghoul Gals anywhere, you can find our Instagram, Twitter, or email. Literally anywhere? Yeah. All right. Cool. Bye. See you later, ghouls and boys. Bye. Bye. Wendigo. Wendigo. Wendigo.